So since I was the only one in the apartment, I'd say the part I could most relate to was having my shirt off the whole time. <laughs> um. You never saw that movie? Are you kidding me? We're watching it then. I want to see your face one. What the? Oh my god. <laughs> Is he dead? <laughs> Wait, no. You're kidding, right? Oh shit. It's delayed reactions. It's delayed reactions. I am so done. Special thank you to uh, Dana Piper, who wrote our little jingle there. We love it so much. And uh, thank Took you charge to. charge of putting it together. Yeah, and thank you to Matt Blezzo for doing the final mix for us. And also special thanks to all the people who helped us out, whether your voice got into the final cut or not. That's Maggie Gord, Sam Dixon, Kelsey Rebin, Tori Webster, Matt Feeler, Ariella Rands, Matt Blezzo again, Austin Gold, Danny Doherty, Carl Valentine, and Michaela Savitt. All some hot Ithaca students. And Kate's is Oh, and Kate, yeah. <laughs> Kate. We almost forgot our roommate. Kate, welcome to the show. Uh, our guest today is Kate Zazowski. She's going to be a famous comedian, like, probably tomorrow, so she, watch out. She's friends with Jeff Ross. We went to a roast battle. They're basically... Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know if my fame is already off to a good start if you guys uh, forgot about me already, so... That's uh, true. It's not that I forgot. You're just so above our level of cool <laughs> it's I, true it's just yeah jeff ross is a f- personal friend of hers oh my god anyway she interns at happy <laughs> central she's she's super cool and she's here today to help comment on our film of the week which is spring breakers spring Woo! break forever <laughs> i finally understand well i knew the reference was from the from the movie from uh, a while ago because the movie came out in 2012, um, and so Kate created a special 13. drink for us. Did it come out in 2013? Yes. It said 2012 on IMDb. Let, oh. me, let me check my references. I guess Allie failed her paper because she wrote a paper <laughs> on it. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I chose different films to write about. Oh, okay. Yeah, it says 2012 on IMDb. Will you uh, just tell the, tell the listener what, what's in the drink? And what do you call the drink? Um, I call the drink the um, spring break dance. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And what's in it? I was going to say panty dropper, but that's already a drink. That's true. Um, Shout out Moonies. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Malibu rum and pineapple juice from Concentrate and a little bit of lime juice and some ice cubes. And so, what are these little oranges called? Clementines. These are clementines? Or just like baby oranges, mandarin oranges, I guess. Um, Yeah. It's very tropical. Tropical, fruity. I like it. Reminds me of the islands. Yes. Um, So to clarify, it was um, entered at a number of film festivals, screened at a number of film festivals in 2012. It wasn't theatrical. So like we wouldn't released until until March of 2013. Gotcha. Wow. Mystery solved. (laughs) There we go. Kate's not not very funny. (laughs) Uh, So um, do you want to tell us a little bit about the movie in a new segment called In Case You Missed It. Like we did. Oops. So, Sam, you're the one who hasn't seen this. Yes. Well, actually, oh. both of us haven't seen the movie. No, this is a, a delayed reaction for myself as well. I watched it in, like, a film critique In class, class right? Yeah. Um, a couple weeks ago. Maybe, maybe a little over a month now. Um, so that was my first time seeing it. I never really had any reason or want to see it, I guess. Maybe that sounds bad of me. No, I mean, I didn't Um, (laughs) really have interest in it either, to be honest. So, yeah, I just never made it to the theater. Never. It was never in my queue of movies on Netflix or anything like that. Um, But it's basically a movie about a handful of college girls played by Vanessa Hudgens, Selena Gomez, Ashley Benson, and Rachel Corrine. A.K.A. Um, the rando. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but not not really. She is the wife of the director, Harmony Green. Oh, you're right. And writer, it. right? He wrote it, too. Um, uh, yes, both. And if this says anything about how 
crazy they are and how crazy this movie is, they have a child whose name is Lefty Bell. Really? Yes. And she was like five years old when the movie came out, so... Honestly, we lefties like, could use more representation on screen, so... But she wasn't but she's in, the not in the movie. Well, I think this is a step in the right, I mean, left direction. Oh, good one. Uh, nice. Um, <laughs> so basically, they want to go on spring break, they don't have the money to, they rob a restaurant yeah it looks like a diner in the film. eventually go assumingly somewhere in florida um what do we say fort lauderdale area <laughs> no they say the name of it do I don't they think so yeah i forget what it was i hadn't heard of it um anyway <laughs> somewhere in florida and it's really indie. a lot of craziness ensues and it's very not realistic um you don't think so no do you think it's realistic? Well, I think I think that it starts out with it being realistic. I don't think it's meant to be realistic. But then it gets no, once it gets darker. I'm not critiquing like, okay. it in any way saying that. I'm just saying I don't think like two girls one I don't know. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I don't think the idea of girls going down to spring break and friends like getting shot and just not no, caring no, no. anything about that. that like I don't think yeah. that would happen. No, I even think, if it was someone you really hated, like I think up until they meet uh James Franco's character, whose <laughs> name is Alien, but Al for short. <laughs> um I think up until that point it is like somewhat realistic if you're just looking at like the visuals and the things that they're doing. You know, the, the things they're doing after they arrive in Florida, not anything at the diner or with the guns and robbing, but once they're actually on vacation, there's definitely, and I'm sure I'll get to this later, this like element of escapism. They really want to get out of where uh, they currently are in school and their mundane lives. And um, the, f- <laughs> the first thing I wrote down while uh, taking notes on the movie was why, if they really don't like where they are, why don't they just transfer? (laughs) Like, they're college students. Well, so that's my first issue with it, is they're just, they have to get out of this town, they have to leave, like, and going to Florida for a few days is apparently going to make this significant change in their lives. That, from the get-go, is kind of okay. That's not totally realistic. Right, right. See, that um, did not seem that unrealistic to me, and that might be because I grew up listening to a lot of pop punk, and, <laughs> like, the theme of every other song is getting out of this town, so I was like, yeah, I, I'm familiar with this right, story. Right, but I feel like when people make reference to that, it usually has to do with getting out of their hometown. That's true. You know, they grew up there, their parents are there, everyone they went to high school is there, no one's getting out. This is a college town that they're in, um, so you would think that... And they're living in dorms, so it's not like it's a, a, you know, they're commuting to school or something. So clearly they had to have made some sort of conscious decision to go to this school, which they seemingly despise. Um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, yeah. like, the school does look like shit. I mean, <laughs> not, not the facilities, but, you know, the shot of them all... Um, in the lecture, it's really dark, and all the computer screens are lit up. Personally, I would not want to go to a school like that either. I think yeah, that's yeah. a very large uh, assumption to make based on like one scene. <laughs> the, the first scene off. of the movie. It's like, oh, what are they even learning about? Who cares? Um, that's a very important part of the film, but I guess we'll get to that. When later. she says "spring break, bitches," and it's a penis that she licks on the piece of paper, that part is a distraction <laughs> from the real meaning. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't wait to hear your your theories. Yeah, Kate's gonna shine some light. I'm I sure have we'll get to that. Part later. of a New York Times review mm-hmm. that oh, wow. I would like to read if you guys would like to hear yeah yeah please yes so this is kind of the conclusion of this three or four page long article it's by Manola Dargis it's called debauchery and the American experience it's a review of the film that came out like a day before it was released theatrically so at once blunt and oblique spring breakers looks different depending on how you hold it up to the light. From one angle it comes across as a savage social commentary that skitters from one idea to the other. 
white faces, black masks, celebrity, the American dream, the limits of self-interest, the search for an authentic self, without stitching those ideas together. From another, it comes from an hypothesis of the excesses it so spectacularly displays. That Mr. Kareen appears to have it both, or many ways, may seem to like may seem like a cop-out, but only if you believe that the role of the artist is to be a didact or a scold. Mr. Kareen, on the other hand, embraces the role of court jester, the fool who transgressive laughter carries corrosive truth is that a word corrosive yeah i guess it yeah is. yeah he laughs you will ho- you howl so a this lot of big vocabulary <laughs> this is why i don't read like film <laughs> critiques i love this shit but basically like, uh, what uh, i yeah, took okay. from it when i read it is a lot of people love it and a lot of people hate it yeah i think that's definitely true um the for the reasons we already discussed like how it Basically, on the surface, it's a lot of (laughs) sex, drugs, and rock and roll. It's not a movie that I would go to see, as I said. This is why we're reacting to it after the fact. Um, I suppose if you dig a little deeper, and maybe that's what Kate is going to shine some light on, there (laughs) is, uh, and I I mean, I did talk about this with uh, my peers in my class, there is some deeper meaning about the American dream, etc. But it's just... You gotta sit with it. Shielded by a lot of images that don't necessarily sit well with me. She means boobies. Yeah, the first, the first within the first <laughs> minute, graphic. I was like, oh, nobody's a, wearing a, a shirt. It's a graphic <laughs> nice. film. Yeah. I just want to like disclaimer: I would not watch this movie just to watch it. I watched it in a class. See, I watched it just to watch <laughs> it with a friend, just like one night in 2013. Um, or like I don't know. A couple years I after. don't know if I would have watched it outside of class if I would have made it through the entire movie. Interesting. No, it was a really good movie at the time to watch. I think because my friend and I were just I was like home from college for the summer and we just wanted like you know kind of just like the girls play. Yeah, just like just <laughs> oh, hang out never with the ladies. You just wanted to escape from your small town. <laughs> <laughs> we just want to get out of here. But I I I like this movie because it's kind of like a. I don't want to say a slow burn, but that's really the only phrase I could think of right now, because it's very in your face, but it's also the meaning you derive from it, I think, is kind of a slow burn. It's not like, oh, this is what this movie means. It's like, you have your ideas of what it means, and then as the movie goes on, those ideas kind of, like, form and change, and... Yeah, so I watched the movie, I finished watching it, I think, two hours ago, and as soon as I was done watching it, I was like, what the fuck did (laughs) I just watch? I'm so confused, I don't know what this means. I was talking to my mom on the phone, and I was like, I'm gonna sound like an idiot on the podcast, because I don't even know what this film (laughs) is trying to say, like, but then I listened to another podcast uh, about the film, and got all those reactions from the guys hosting it and I was like oh yeah this does make a lot of sense I think I just needed maybe next time I'll watch the movie a day before we record (laughs) so I don't have that issue what would you compare it to um maybe the purge but more subtle no I don't think so the purge the purge I think has more of a blunt and clear that's why I said more subtle well (laughs) no I mean I want to say Project X in, like, the extremes mm. it's taken mm. to, but I enjoy I have Project X I have something to say about that. Yeah, and so I, I think the marketing of this film is not, rep, like, a good representation of what the film is about at all. Because I thought this was going to be another Project X, and so I was so excited to watch it. Because I was like, oh, it's going to be funny. James Franco plays this, like, funny-looking dude who looks like yeah. Riff Raff, and then all the girls in it. Somewhere are, in this um, review, it actually People, says, actresses I know... Wait, let me find the quote. Keep talking. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I'm I, trying to think of when in the movie I was like, oh, this is not, like, Project X. But I would say it's also not, like, your classic party film, because it's got that very, like, arty cinema. Yeah. But I feel like this is what every... A24, it's an A24 film. Yeah, that's why. Oh, okay. Shout out A24, another company I'd like to work with. <laughs> it's probably not good that I'm talking about how I dislike this movie. But, nah, it's alright. But yeah. I love your other one. Moonlight. changed me. Oh, they made Moonlight? And yeah, then they made Moonlight. Moonlight, Room. A lot of good movies, yeah. A whole slew of good movies. But yeah, that, once I realized it was A24 and 
the whole thing kind of felt like a music video for that reason. A lot of red, a lot of blue. I think that's a good way to put it, a music yeah. video. Yeah. Those or like guys. a really long short film. Yeah, I know. Like, this was like what every college student short film aspires to be. <laughs> yeah. There's always a party scene and like a oh million gels. I love shooting party <laughs> scenes at school. <laughs> but this is like the ultimate party scene. Yeah. Um, I think the... Can you imagine being music, an extra? <laughs> I think the music video analogy, though, uh, holds a lot of truth. It's like the type of music video that might make you uncomfortable, except this makes you really uncomfortable because it's two hours long. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Maybe it was Connor. He made some comparison to another movie, and I'm trying to remember what it was, but... Before we dive deep into your theories, and I have some questions, Mm -hmm. uh, I was just wondering if you guys have any funny spring break stories from your own life. Maybe you had a spring break like this. Maybe you didn't. I didn't. This year, we just got back from spring break last week, and Allie and I spent, uh, we went to Napa Valley with two of our friends from school that flew out to LA, drove up the coast, We whined, we dined, and then we drove to San Francisco and spent a couple days there. Uh, There were not as many boobs, there weren't (laughs) as many guns, no one was robbing a diner. (laughs) It was just crazy. The only experience I can say that was even in like a tropical place is when I went to Aruba for spring break last year with my mom. So it was just the two of us sipping our wine, (laughs) hanging out. (laughs) I mean, if you've had a spring break like this, I'd love to hear about it. (laughs) Or not, actually. Maybe ignorance is bliss. They probably don't remember. (laughs) That's a good point. With all those drugs. Okay, the beginning is, like, potentially realistic. But when you get to the end and people are shooting each other... And the two girls just walk into the house and kill Gucci Mane. Like, that doesn't just happen. <laughs> no. No, it doesn't. Um, so, yeah, no. I think, well, two of our college spring breaks have been together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like to keep it classy. <laughs> Napa, you know, we did Greece and Italy the one year. Last year I went down to Miami, but it wasn't, it wasn't like a crazy Miami <laughs> spring like break. It was... Belen's grand tour of the greater Miami area and uh, all the cool districts and shopping areas and the university and South Beach was cool we saw some of the crazy parties happening but we only participated as a joke maybe for five minutes as we strolled along the beach one day so yeah um well for this spring break I stayed here while uh, all the roommates went off I stayed here and worked um, so since I was the only one in the apartment, I'd say the part I could most relate to was having my shirt off the whole time. <laughs> um, but, yeah, aside from that, I don't think I really look like a lot of the young folks who were partying in this film. I'd say I related more to, uh, those, like, blow-up alien dolls with the weird bodies. <laughs> <laughs> Where? <laughs> that were, like, bouncing around during the concert on the oh. beach. I was like, yeah, that would be me. I'm like, did I miss that? <laughs> in this situation? Like, I don't, I've never even done, like, a body shot in my college experience. Oh, like, no. I don't, do people do those? Like, I don't. Yeah, I remember one time, um, Allie and I went to the wrestling house for a party, and, uh, I asked, because I'm, I'm polite when I want to dance on a table, I asked the person who lives at the house, can I dance at your, on your table? And they were doing body shots on it previously, uh-huh. like, 15, 20 minutes before that, and I was like, oh, can I dance on your table? Is that cool? And he was like, no, we're doing body shots. Body shots! And then someone just comes running up and just, like, lays on the table. And I was like, okay, probably gonna leave soon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Never done cocaine off a woman's chest, uh, you know. Oh, you know what? That was another thing I was thinking when I was watching it. I was like... If they need the money to go to Florida, why can't they just sell all the drugs that they do in the beginning of the movie? Well, only the one girl does. Oh, no, I guess a few of them do. I feel like they smoke a lot of weed in the beginning, and I'm like, where are they getting all of this? Probably from, like, rando There were some plot holes. If we're going to dig We'll overlook them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, I thought of another unrealistic part. Um, The characters that had friends were adults who were watching My Little Pony. Um... 
I don't think that's very realistic. Wait, what do you mean? <laughs> like, the, the characters, like, the main characters were watching My Little Pony, like, while they were on drugs. And, like... They although, were? Yeah. This movie has some, like, very interesting details in it. Wow. You've got to give credit for that. Maybe I need to watch it again. <laughs> yeah. They, if you, like, look closely... Because, um, you know, My Little Pony... Well, I mean, this also goes along with my theory. Like, My Little Pony... I've watched some docs on it because I think the adult following of it Brony. is very interesting. <laughs> I was a brony for Halloween once. But, um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I think normally the adults who watch My Little Pony look a little bit different than these young hot girls in bikinis. Yeah. I think it's usually guys in fedoras. Um, <laughs> but, you know, there's this whole association with My Little Pony and the brony thing that, like, it's searching for a more, like, loving, peaceful life full of friendship than our reality, um, which kind of connects with what this movie was about. So mm. I thought that was a very interesting, specific detail that the filmmakers added. You really watched this with a critic's eye, <laughs> didn't you? Yeah, I love this movie. <laughs> Why don't we take a break really quickly, and uh, when we come back, we'll dive into Kate's theory, which I've been... I've been dying here. Which are probably totally wrong. That's okay. It's That's fine. Every 20 minutes, a podcast ad gets skipped over by an unwilling listener. But Delayed Reactions brings hope to podcast advertisements in need. Thanks to the support of businesses like yours, Delayed Reactions will advertise your product or service in return for money. They accept cash, check, PayPal, and Venmo. And all proceeds will become bar money until this podcast gets big enough to actually equate to something. Help ensure that no product, service, or business goes unadvertised. Contact Delayed Reactions today. Email them at delayedreactionspodcast at gmail.com. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it was just great. I think we should Shout also... Shout out to uh, Sean, Sean Carney, carneysean.com. Thank you for uh, recording that for us. We love you. Respect. We, sh- <laughs> we should explain um, that both that little PSA advertisement whatever you want to call it, and our theme song. Um, Though they were in our first episodes, uh, we didn't hear them until after we recorded the first episode. We placed them in in the editing process. So this is us reacting to them. Thank you, Sean. You're awesome. I was laughing like crazy when I heard them for the first time. (laughs) And he made like five or six of them. We got a bunch more, so. Yeah, I thought he was going to make one. Don't. (laughs) He's really awesome. Carnishawn.com. Is there a dash in there? I don't believe so. For all your voiceover needs, Carnishawn.com and marketing. He's really, really great. I mean, even professionals, if you're listening, hit him up because he knows what he's doing. Yes. Uh, So back into the film, one thing that I wanted to bring up uh, that I forgot to before was that did you notice that uh, Alien is wearing Zubas when he's on the bed and he's shouting like, I like I got Scarface on repeat. Look at my shit. You look at my shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's wearing Zubas. Is he? Bill's Um, fan. I mean, you can get Zubas. I know. know. I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) Pants. Yeah. Um. Is that wait? Is that the part when they're when they have the gun in there? They take it from him. Is that the same part or no? Is that yeah, I mean it's kind of not super. I really linear. hate that part. I just so like I I guess that it was uncomfortable. <laughs> I guess I understand how that builds a lot of suspense in a movie, which maybe as a director you want to do. There's also a scene in the bling ring where they do something similar to that, like a person is messing around with a gun like I'm not gonna shoot you but I'm gonna put it right in your face and it's, it's funny loaded. and I'm like this is so not cool it really makes me very uncomfortable yeah not to get too off topic but um I saw this show once in London where um you know they warned you like there's some like adult themes and violence and all this stuff in this film and it, it was very graphic or not film uh play um and it was very graphic but the scariest part was when one of the main characters like held the gun out and pointed it at the audience and we were in the front row and he was like pointing it like this like back and forth that's really not cool no (laughs) horrifying and he stopped it on one person oh my god i mean you know obviously it wasn't loaded it wasn't a real gun but it's a very scary place to be yeah some fucked up shit oh (laughs) my gosh what'd you guys think of Faith leaving in the middle of the movie. 
that's where I think the advertising really got me because I was like, oh, Selena Gomez is going to be like, so, she's going to be a bad girl in this movie. And it's like, no, she's super religious. Her name is Faith, obviously. <laughs> like, as if we didn't get that. And then when things start to get kind of rapey, she leaves, which was like a plot twist for me because I didn't think it was going. I, th- I didn't think she was going to th- exit. That was definitely spoiled for me somewhere along the line. I knew that was coming. Um, I think it's a cop-out. Uh, if you want my honest opinion from this film, we can break it down, critique it, the American dream, whatever, as much as we'd like. I think they took a bunch of Disney stars. I mean, so you have Vanessa and Selena, the Disney stars. Yeah, high school Ashley musical. Benson, and who's not as clean, Selena. but still like ABC family. Pretty Little Liars was yeah. her um, And then Rachel Kareen, as I said, was just thrown in there because she was the director's wife. Um... So you have these Disney stars. You know they're going to generate a lot of buzz. Let's make this really risque movie. And, you know, people will come to see it. And I think Selena Gomez was just not wanting to tarnish her image um, so But badly. Vanessa Hudgens did want to tarnish her. Oh, I 100% disagree with that. Really? I do not think... First of all... Well, they write, I, they write the movie and then they yeah. cast the movie. So it's kind of like... It right. just works out that they they got people that were and also like Selena Gomez buzz, is not clean like her music. Videos. Do we can we confirm that that is a fact though? I'm gonna do some research that they didn't have like the cast a, picked out. I'm not saying that they said like this has to be Selena Gomez, but do you think when he was writing it, he was like, okay, let's find like a goody two shoes Disney or Nickelodeon star? Oh yes, yeah. yeah. I mean that's. But I, I don't think, I think it's different to say, like, that he was picturing someone like that for the character, and then to say that the reason the character does that in the movie is because the actress was unwilling to do the other stuff. Like, I don't think that's true. I think it was in there for a reason, to have that kind of, like, foil character. Well, I, I guess if this means anything, what I'm saying is I don't think Selena Gomez would have played any other character in the film. Probably not. Mm-hmm. At that point in time... Probably not. At this point now, in time. you think it would be different now? I think she if the was. movie Selena was made like Gomez, next year, she to me she's kind of in a weird place. I feel this way about Ariana Grande. <laughs> she's too. like, I'm gonna delete my Instagram, and then she's like, oh, wait, no, I'm back. And I mean, to her credit, like she grew up in the limelight, so I'm sure she has a lot of. That's true. She's there's a lot going on that we don't know or understand, but she's one of those celebrities, and I feel this way about Ariana Grande as well who, like, their their image, the way you actually, like, look at them, they're kind of like this little bubblegum pop, like, cute girl who wears my hair in pigtails or whatever. But then you listen to their music, and it's, like, actually got a lot of sexual innuendo. Should we talk about side that... to side briefly? <laughs> <laughs> I know we're getting really off topic if we talk about that. But, um... <laughs> So I don't, I mean, I, I like her a lot. I don't know if I, I mean, I like that her character is like, deuces, I'm not being a part of this, because mm-hmm. I don't like what subsequently happens. Um, but that, yeah. Well, I think what you were just talking about, kind of that, like, double standard, really, of, like, looking young and cute, but also being highly sexualized, I think the film plays with that a lot, um, because there's a lot That's of, true. like close-ups of the girls like with their you know painted fingernails and their like cute outfits that's true the the lollipops yeah but still like really ominous music and like dark lighting um and even when they have the guns and there's close-ups of like you know their pretty fingernails and everything i think yeah it's kind of trying to make that like kind of compare and contrast those two double images of like cute and sweetness with like rough aggressiveness mm-hmm. and they are really aggressive in the movie like specifically uh vanessa hudgens character candy and ashley benson's character brit um because i i actually really enjoyed the scene where they rob the diner i think it was really beautifully shot the way that it just moved through like you're a passenger in uh Cotty's car and you just see them through the windows of the building. But then when they reenact it to tell Faith, like, what happened, that was scary. Yeah. I was like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> These girls are yeah, fucked up. Yeah, I mean, the fact that they're so willing 
I guess it's the excitement behind the violence that is scary to me. And I guess that's the point. I love how James Franco enters the prison and bails them all out. This thug with all this money who pulls up in this nice car, but definitely has some ulterior motives going on and nobody bats an eye. (laughs) And all the girls are questioning why he's doing it. And the guards are just like, you can go with this man who you don't know. You could also argue, though, that, like, he, I don't want to say he's innocent, but, like, we never on screen see him doing anything horrible. Right, but Gucci Mane wants to kill him. Yeah. (laughs) Gucci Mane. But I just think that's interesting. A.K.A. Archie. (laughs) Like, that thing, like, he never, you know, when any of the girls want to leave, he never stops them. Like, he never forces them into anything. bed made of rifles guns yeah but he doesn't shoot anyone those are we don't see him shoot anyone we don't we really just see i mean would you walk into a person's house with guns on okay the wall i'm not defending them <laughs> above the the like headboard of the bed <laughs> and assume they were a nice person because they didn't try to kill you <laughs> well, what about these guns hey i just uh she, point into my arms yes she held reference. up she pointed her bicep um Okay, but the part I think we really need to discuss is the Britney montage. Yes. Um, every time, in case you guys didn't know, uh, the music video that Britney is in, she is really depressed and she drowns herself. So that was something that was Jesus. going through my mind as I was watching that scene. I thought it was interesting that that song was chosen. Because if you were a true Britney fan, you probably knew that. Was maybe in the back of your head, as it was mine. Just like wow. the, just true like brain. the My Little Pony thing. Yeah, just like I'm such a true fan. Just of like you're a brony. <laughs> no, I mean, I just thought, okay, somebody's dying, or this is mm, foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting. The end is near. Somebody's upset. Also, just like the soft romantic of that song yeah. set against just the extreme violence of those scenes. Yeah, I just think and in that scene they all have, this is when they switch to the pink ski masks. Mm, yeah. And they're basically doing a ballet with guns, like rifles in their hands. And yeah, I really like that song too, so I was like, oh. <laughs> I think I do like their bathing suits. If I'm gonna say one thing about this movie. <laughs> Roxy? Um, they're like one pieces, but they're kind of two pieces. Oh right? yeah, yeah, those were cute. They're what like do you call those? Like monokini? Is it like a tankini? Tankini. I think no, that's still tankini. two. That's still two piece. Yeah, it's just oh, like it covers your stomach. I yeah. Think. Oh okay. It's like a tank it's top. A monokini. I think it's called monokini. Because it's like. Can we just call it one piece? It looks like yeah. It's no, one but piece. It, it doesn't. It's not like, in the back. I, it doesn't I, look like a one piece. I feel like if you say one piece, people think you're lame or something. Okay, I don't want to offend it's a like cute bathing suits. <laughs> this, this ain't no Katie Ledecky one piece. <laughs> yeah. Also, interesting pairing up with Nike. Wonder what type of reception they got after that. Did they pair up with Nike? I noticed Selena Gomez had I don't Gomez know if they paired it. up she with Nike, Nike but on. aren't they wearing Nike high tops throughout the whole oh, movie? Oh, the sneakers? Yeah. Yeah, you might be right. Oh. Yeah, that that was was, interesting. That was another thing about how, you know, in the beginning I noticed they had all different shoes on, and by the end they all had the same sneakers. So just more about, The same total outfit, yeah. Yeah, but also the sneakers. Yeah. Specifically. But maybe that was just product placement. (laughs) (laughs) They just paid for that. Could have been Adidas, but Nike was willing to pay the big bucks. What did you guys think of the scene where Cotty gets shot? I didn't think anyone was actually going to get hurt. I thought it was going to be violent, but not. I can't for believe them. that happens. And then the other two <laughs> just pulled okay, the bullet out. Just, I don't know. I was in pain for her. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I mean, I just can't imagine. Even if you're not friends with the person, watching them being shot and being like, "Well, if you want to go home, it's okay." But like. You know, like, you can go home, we understand you got shot, but we're not really going to do anything to make you feel better. <laughs> we're just going to, like, touch your hair and rub your back. There was a lot of hair touching. There was a lot of hair touching. The, throughout the whole thing, I was like, 
I don't know anyone who acts like this with their girlfriends. <laughs> well, there were clearly a lot of, like, there was just a lot of heightened sexuality. Like, I think a lot of movies where, you know, women are acting that sexual toward each other, it's usually because there's a man there. But they were doing that throughout, which I think was interesting and also just kind of, like, an example of this film being heightened in so many ways. Because, um, I mean, obviously it's clear they could be, like, you know, LGBT. But I think it was more that they were just kind of, like, wanting sex at every moment of every day. Yeah, How even for, from the beginning, she draws right. the dick on the piece of paper and holds it up and, like, licks it. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, so can we get back to that scene? Yeah. The importance of it? So... This is, like, what, three minutes into the film? Five yes, minutes in? But also, like, this was the second time I've seen the film, so... I think it, it was easier for me to pick up on things. Okay. Um, but the lecture that's going on during that scene is about reconstruction after World War II mm-hmm. and how a lot of the soldiers were radicalized um, and how it was hard for a lot of them to kind of go back into normal life. <laughs> um, what? I just found something funny online. Okay, well, it can wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry. Sorry, that, you were making a really good point. I go ahead, go ahead. And then the next scene is about Faith and her, like, youth group. And so you think, um, or at least it seems like it's going to be about, like, radicalized religion. Um, But she actually turns out to be the most grounded of the characters. And it's really about radicalization of fun, almost. Or, like, just conformity and radicalization of, um, you know, this luxury lifestyle that basically just... Like, how fun can it be before it turns too yeah, crazy? Yeah, because they literally, by the end, are radicalized. They're like... They shoot everybody. Yeah, with no remorse. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's a big problem with, uh, in the military, when they come back and they're they're still in that mindset. Yeah. I mean, how do you just There's go back There's no life? way of, like, adjusting to normal right. life. Right, yeah. Um, and I don't know, I think... When it comes to the American dream part, I think there's a connection with, like, capitalism and, you know, the dream is all about having all these possessions and being able to afford whatever you want and the lifestyle. Um, But, like, you have to screw over a lot of people in the way. And I think that's kind of what the shooting down everyone represents as you climb your way to the top financially. See? This is your theory? Other people get fucked over. Yeah, you have to step on the little guys in order to, if you want to make it to the top. In our but career. I disagree with that being the American dream. I don't think the American dream is to fuck people over, but I think a lot of times it happens in the process. Well, I mean, I interpret the American dream as... Having living a comfortable lifestyle in whatever way you find comfortable, so it's not necessarily having everything. But what I picture the American dream being is being, you know, in my early thirties and having just gotten married, and like maybe we have a house and maybe we have a child on the way. I don't. I mean, I guess maybe that's me digging into. I think it depends on the the kind of media and uh, lifestyle you grew up in to, like, how you determine what you think the American dream is. The way that we learned about it was that it's the idea that no matter who you are or where you came from, you can be successful and rich if you put in the work. So you can be uh, from another country and come to the U.S. and do that. Or you can be really poor, like in Great Gatsby kind of thing. Um, And so... I think um, James Franco's character definitely speaks to that truth. Like, what is what does he say in the scene when he's on the bed holding up his guns? Like, <laughs> I'm rich. I have all these things. That he was like in the projects. And... Yeah. I'm bad as they is. It's in our blood, y'all. But I love it. This was my dream. I made it come true. This is the fucking American dream, y'all. This is my fucking dream, y'all. All this shit. 
So I, I think the movie says a lot about that, but I think there's a new American dream now. I think it's being able to, to work from home. <laughs> I think it's, yeah, being able to work from home. And well, he does work from home, doesn't he? Alien? I guess he does. Yeah, he's got those twins. Yeah, that was weird with the twins. Wait, I want to show weird. you what I was laughing at. This is your boy, Jeff Ross, on some <laughs> red carpet. Oh, oh my God. As my. Alien. God. <laughs> what is that from? We'll tweet the picture if you want to see what we're talking about. Um, it is from... <laughs> I don't know what it's from. So it must have been a premiere, though. right? Or maybe a Halloween party? Maybe. That would be a oh, great Halloween the costume. The Roast of James Franco? Oh, Does that yeah. Sense? Does that yeah. make sense? Would, yeah, was, for sure. That came after? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's yeah. hilarious. That's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Jeff. I thought James did a really good job. Mm-hmm. I think he did a great job. Yeah. I have to say though I'm not familiar with all the characters he's played. I never I've never seen Freaks and Geeks. That would be a good show to do mm-hmm. uh, for this podcast. But just comparing his character from uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Did you guys ever see that? No. What about I... Spider Man? Spider Man. Yeah, he's like the friend. In which one? With uh. With Toby. Yeah. McGuire. Um, I haven't seen those in a really long I'm time. I'm only familiar with Andrew. Oh. Um, I think, well, I don't know if I've seen a lot of James Franco. I would say my favorite character, and this is going to go over everybody's head, um, 11-22-63, it was a Hulu original series. I remember when you watched it. Only eight parts, but they were each, like, an hour or two long. Um, about, he's, like, a high school teacher who goes back in time to save JFK from his assassination. Of course you watched this. <laughs> <laughs> Allie loves the Kennedy family. It, why did Allie watch this? <laughs> there it is. It was, it's based on a, it, well, it is a Stephen King novel. Um, but he he doesn't play weird James in, in that. And I think maybe he was involved in production in, of, in some way outside of being an actor in it. Mm-hmm. I know J.J. Abrams was involved as well and you saw why him right oh yeah that was like a weird james that was okay i feel different. like he plays the weird characters well though like, yeah well, because he did such him. a good he's job just in this a movie. very strange human being yeah. he's weirder than dave for sure yeah his broski oh, oh i love weird. dave um dave franco like and chris Plas came to our school when we were freshmen yeah, yeah. really inspired me not gonna lie i didn't get a ticket i cut someone in line <laughs> I skipped class to get a ticket. I was working in the dining hall. No! And I, I ran during my break to go get, get one, it. And I couldn't do it. <laughs> Isn't that sad? Yeah. Wow. My roots, man. <laughs> Gotta be true to your roots. Um, they were cool, but they made it seem like it was some sort of thing that was very specific to our school, and they were actually doing a tour where they right. went to school. So... Everything you miss, you could watch online. Yeah, that's probably true. But um, going back to James, I just thought he brought a lot of like humanity to the character um, that could have otherwise been absent in a character like that. Um, yeah, and just what you guys were saying about the American Dream, I think it's supposed to be, you know, like a heightened, obviously version. I don't think it's supposed to be really like logical. Just more like about oh, people want a life of luxury, like, look what it winds up doing you type of... Yeah. Yeah. Type no, of I agree with that. I guess each person's American dream can be different. Mm-hmm. Um, or, like, the collective damage that can be done when everyone is working towards the same goal and, like, crushing each other in the process. Yeah. Right. Well, my final thoughts, um, I really appreciate you digging deep to find these (laughs) underlying themes, but on the surface, it just made me very uncomfortable, so it's hard to critique it more than just being like, I don't know, there was a lot of guns, there was a lot of strange behavior boobies Uh, (laughs) initial reaction boobies (laughs) more than I ever have in my life (laughs) so I would not recommend it (laughs) I would say what's your rating yeah what would you what would you give it 
Mm, that's hard. Yeah, because it's, it's, I feel like it's on its own scale. Yeah. I feel like it's the kind of movie that you should do a little bit of research before you see. I know that you don't like knowing anything about oh, the movie. Oh, I know what I was going to compare it to. American Honey. Oh, I've never seen that. What's that? That was with a it's... rat tail uh, Lewis Stevens. <laughs> American <laughs> Honey. What's his name? Um, uh, Just do why it. Am I... Why am I blanking? What's his name? Um, Shia LaBeouf? Shia yeah. LaBeouf, yeah. I love Shia LaBeouf. I, I'm sorry I just blanked on that. Well, actually, I don't know if I still love Shia LaBeouf. He's becoming just increasingly <laughs> strange. Um, you want to talk about uh, what was the movie he was in with his now wife? Yeah, it's American Honey, right? No, that was... Though he did date the main character of American Honey. No, that was Nymphomaniac, which oh, scares me even saying I've seen that one. <laughs> anyway. I have um, not seen that But one. no, American Honey is also very graphic, and you're questioning why, like, all of these things are happening, and then you get to the end. And Actually, I would say there's more of a plot in Spring Breakers than American Honey. Hmm. Um, yeah. I would give this movie... Out of ten, um, I don't know, maybe like, maybe a five. I feel like it's, it, the rating changes the longer you wait to think about it after you've seen it, if that Mm. makes sense. So now having had this discussion, I think if I watched it again, I would pick up on all the things that you were talking about, Kate, and, um, I would be able to be thinking about the themes and messages I take away from it now, but when I was watching it a couple hours ago, I was like, wait, the one of the main characters just left, <laughs> and she's not coming back? Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, confused. I think you have to go in with a very particular sort of mindset. If you, I don't think the casual viewer no, goes in not. and walks out of this film like, wow, I really took so much away from that. Um, yeah. yeah, and that's what I, I didn't know that it was submitted to all the festivals because, again, I was thinking it was going to be like a Project X. So I think if you go in thinking like this is going to be um, more, a more artsy film than entertaining, I thought there was going to be some comedic moments in it. And I didn't laugh once except for some of the lines that weren't meant to be funny. Well, I think the ridiculousness of it is funny. Yeah, but I was expecting, like, <laughs> like a Seth Rogen film. Oh, God. It's <laughs> like, uh-huh, oh, wait, no, they're just gonna kill everybody. Yeah. Don't kill Gucci Mae. <laughs> um, yeah, well, okay, so, like, everything I said during this podcast, like, could be total bullshit, and the director could have just been like, let's do this. Yeah, <laughs> I write this film. We'll never know. But, uh, you know, I'm an asshole who will dissect, like, a bowl of fruit for meaning. So, um, <laughs> I would probably give this, I think, like, an eight, eight, maybe, maybe eight and a half, because I think... Really? What's your favorite movie? Oh, God. Well, you know, I love It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say, these really Those do not compare. Um, Inception and stuff, but, uh, I don't know, I, if I'm on the right track of thinking what this movie set out to do, I think it very much succeeded. I think it does a really good job, but obviously, I don't know if what I think it meant to do is correct. Also, um, the beginning and end of the film um, has those, like, fancy tropical letters for the word Spring Breakers, and those remind yeah. me I had, like, a sign that said Caitlin in my room, like, made of those <laughs> really? letters that I got from, like, you know, a festival. Pottery barn? <laughs> yeah. PB Teen catalog? No, like, Canal Days, like, our little... I can picture okay. I know exactly what she's talking about. Yeah. I never had yeah. one, but I know what you mean. I like the letters. Yeah. The movie begins and ends with that, so I'm like, oh. <laughs> Good memory. Yes. That's what you said at the beginning and end of this movie, oh. <laughs> I was like, oh. Yeah. Good movie. Good film. Any Anything else you guys want to add um, before we wrap it up? Spring break, forever. <laughs> Spring break, bitches. I don't know why you would ever like want to live that lifestyle continuously. It seems very tired. That's a good question. <laughs> do you do you guys happen to know how many days the plot of the film spans? Well, I figured like a week. Because I was like, I feel like it's been like it feels like it's a ten long. days. Like, are they going back to school? And are, do they go back to school at the end of the movie? Yes, I think so. No. Cause I know they just they just drive they just off in his car, away, right? Yeah, they drive. They steal his car. I assume they're going back, but they also could not be going back. 
you're going to find new adventure. I mean, they're crazy. Connecting <laughs> it back to the like the whole military thing, I see it as they're going back home from warfare type of thing. Or like going back to their roots type of thing. They do both call their parents mm-hmm. in a scene. That was a weird scene. I was like, what's the point of this? I'm going to be a good girl, Mom. You have to be nice in this world to me. And then they just shoot everybody? Yeah, it's because they're... None of it's true. It's all bullshit. I guess that does make sense. They're just trying to (laughs) do what's best for them. Right. I don't know. There's so many, like... And that's also what I mean. Like, there's so many different things. Because obviously the whole idea that, like, it's all about capitalism and, like, greed and stuff is very different than, like, militarism. So I think... It's very, like, vague at some points, but I kind of like that, that you don't know. There's no, like, clear answer. I like rom-coms. Allie likes JFK. She's like, JFK wasn't in this movie, zero stars. (laughs) (laughs) Jackie was a great film. (laughs) The guy who plays JFK in that movie looks just like him. It's weird. Reincarnation of JFK. Yeah. Well, another great episode in the books. Kate, thank you for joining us this week on uh, Delayed Reactions. Samantha, anytime. Oh, God. You full-named me. <laughs> Don't come back. <laughs> That's what my her. mom calls Just me. Just kidding. Kate and I, we have a great relationship. <laughs> Doesn't sound great the way you said it. No, we do. No, we Kate's do. our roommate, so you might hear from her again. Probably. Hopefully. If you're lucky. Or unlucky. Okay. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Bye. What's up? Thanks for listening to the second episode of Delayed Reactions. If you like what you hear, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Delayed Reactions. That's Delayed R-X-N-S. And on Facebook at Delayed Reactions Podcast. Special thanks to Kate Zazowski for chilling with us today and offering some great insight. Please send all inquiries to Delayed Reactions Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.